Hey friends, welcome to Girls' Night. I'm Stephanie Mae Wilson, and I am so happy that you're here. Each week, I have a girlfriend over, and we talk through one of the biggest questions we have about our lives as women. We're talking about friendships and faith and relationships and self-confidence, about our calling in life and how to live every bit of our lives to the absolute full. Life is so much better and easier and absolutely more fun when we navigate it together as girlfriends, and I cannot wait to get started. Our guest for today's episode is my very best friend, Kelsey Bennett. Kelsey's an amazing makeup artist, and she's the community coordinator for missions organization I just love, Experience Mission. She's also my person. I say this in the episode, but if I had a board of advisors in my life, I'm pretty sure Kelsey would be the chairwoman. She's just my favorite person to go to for advice. She's my wisest counsel, and she's my favorite friend to laugh with. I am so excited to share her with you today. And I'm so excited about today's topic. Today, we're going to be talking about birthdays. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Your birthday's coming up, and you want to be excited. It's your day, after all. It's a day to celebrate you and to celebrate your life and to celebrate with your family and your friends. But excited isn't always our primary emotion when we think about an upcoming birthday. First of all, there are so many questions that come up when it comes to our birthdays. How do we celebrate them? Do we plan a party for ourselves? Do we wait for someone else to do it? Do we admit that we want to be celebrated? Do we downplay it? And if we downplay it, do we get to feel sad and disappointed when the celebration doesn't feel as big, as personal, or as special as we were hoping it would? Birthdays also bring up a lot of other things for us. They're a reminder of the passing of time, a check-in about whether we are where we thought we would be by this point. I don't know if you do this, but I definitely did. I had this idea that by the time I was 25, I'd be married, but that definitely didn't happen. We create these timelines in our heads. We have this idea of who we should be and what we should be doing and when things should happen and by what age. And that makes our birthdays really tough because life doesn't always go according to our plans. Isn't that infuriating? I also know that for me, my birthday tends to magnify any loneliness or sadness I have already going on in my life. When Carl and I first moved to Nashville, my birthday magnified the fact that I didn't have any friends here yet. I felt extra lonely on that day. The sting was extra sharp. And the thing is, I thought this was just me that had a hard time with birthdays. But two years ago, Kelsey and I began talking about it and we realized we were feeling the exact same way. I've had this conversation with so many girlfriends since, and especially since my girlfriends and I just turned 30, we've been talking about this a lot lately. So many of us struggle when it comes to our birthdays, and that's why I'm so excited about today's episode. After a particularly tough birthday two years ago, Kelsey and I have learned so much. We've learned so much about enjoying our birthdays, and we've learned so much about handling the hard emotions that can sometimes come along with them. Also, Kelsey has so much wisdom to share, so much encouragement, and so many practical tips and tricks. I'm so excited to share this with you. But before I do, there's something I wanted to make sure to tell you about. At the beginning of this episode, I introduced Kelsey as Lipstick Gospel Kelsey, and that's because Kelsey is a key person in my testimony and in my first book, The Lipstick Gospel. The Lipstick Gospel is the story of how I met Jesus, how I became a Christian, and how He totally transformed both me and my life. And Kelsey was not only there for all of it, but she played a huge role in it too. You'll hear about her a ton in the book. The Lipstick Gospel is the story of the worst breakup I've ever been through and how God put my heart back together from it. It's a travel memoir, a story of transformation and hope, and if you're going through a breakup right now, or if you could use some encouragement in your faith, or if you want to get closer to God but don't know how, or if you're struggling saying yes to the plans God has for your life, or trying to figure out what those plans are, if you're feeling shame about some past mistakes, or gosh, a million other things, I would just love to share this book with you. You can either download a copy of the book for free, so fun, I love free books, or if you're a paperback girl like me, we have those too. 
You can pick them both up in my shop. It's smaywilsonshop.com or through the link in my Instagram profile. I'm at smaywilson over on Instagram. Okay, with that said, let's jump into today's episode. Here's my conversation with Kelsey. Yay! All right, guys, I am so excited about who we have on the show today. I'm sitting here with my best friend, Kelsey, who you guys have gotten to meet before. Um, Kelsey, you've been on the show before. You were episode number eight, where we talked about how to get closer to God. But more importantly than that, not more importantly than that, I don't know. You were a key feature in the book, The Lipstick Gospel. And so if you guys have read The Lipstick Gospel, you have met Kelsey and you are just going to get to love hearing from her today. So Kelsey, thank you for being here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So Kelsey, you introduced yourself. So if if girls have read the book, they probably feel like your best friends already, which is amazing. (laughs) I'm happy to share. And if girls have listened to the other episode, they've gotten to hear you introduce yourself. But there have been a couple of things. One, there's something we didn't mention on your episode previously, and something's changed. And the thing that's changed is you have a new job. Can you tell us about Experience Mission real quick? Yeah. So my position title is community coordinator. So essentially, like if someone wants to go on a mission trip, I help them get there. And it's really awesome. They're just an amazing organization, and I'm so like honored to be on their team and yeah, it's been really awesome. I love that. It's been really cool to watch you make this transition. And um, um, I love getting to mention this. And I really wanted you to like touch on it really quickly because I know so many of the women in our community have been wanting to do some sort of missions. And I get emails all the time saying, Stephanie, like, who do I go with? What do I do? How do I know if the organization is good? And I love getting to say experience mission because it's an amazing organization. Yeah. The other thing we didn't really talk about last time you were on the show is your makeup work. And you do makeup for events and weddings and things all in Colorado and in Portland and like all over the place. Can How did you give us like just a really quick background how you started doing that and how you are so amazing at it because you truly are. Yeah, it's very random. So it started in high school just with some girlfriends. We would get ready for you know, formals and prom and everything together. And instead of doing like going and getting our makeup done, I always loved to do it. So then when I went to college, I was in a sorority and obviously you get ready for formals. And it was like me and all the girls in the house and my friend Caitlin and I would just, she would do hair and I would do makeup and we would pump like 30 girls. out. (laughs) (laughs) It was so fun, but it like, I think it gave me the experience as far as the feeling of doing a wedding day, just in the sense of you have a lot of people to get done. You have like a certain amount of time and you also have to give people a look that they want. So that really started. I mean, so really this, as far as weddings go, this is my 12th summer doing it, which is kind of crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or maybe 11th or is it 12th? 10th summer. Yep. 10th summer. All right. Well, that's um, a really long time. <laughs> yeah. So it's my 10th summer. So it's really crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really long time. And then I just essentially had a couple of friends that were like, will you do it for my wedding? And I was like, I feel like I need to like know more. So I became like a MAC professional. So I work for MAC Cosmetics. Um, I don't sell their products. I just get to like do all the fun stuff. I don't have to sell products. So yeah, and that's pretty much what I do. But I love it. It's I'm not like the girliest girl, but for whatever reason, I really love doing makeup. Well, I love it too. And... <laughs> I feel like it's maybe a gift to you that we don't live like down the street from each other because I'd be at your house like every morning. Like I'm going to a wedding today and I'd be like, Kelsey, 
break the magic. Please get me ready. Um, well, okay. I love that guys. If you are getting married in Colorado or anywhere close, you need a um, makeup professional. Kelsey did my wedding makeup and it was amazing. So there you go. Big shout out. Um, so Kelsey, because you've been on the show before, I've decided that our penalty for being a repeat guest, you don't get a gift. You get a, you get charged. Um, (laughs) so if you're ever on again, it's just gonna, it's just gonna get worse. Um, but your penalty is that you don't have to give us an embar- or a fun story this time or a fun fact. You need to tell us an embarrassing story. And I think we're about to hear Bodhi's conception story, right? Um, no. <laughs> yes. So essentially what happened is I took Tyler on um, a birthday trip for his 29th birthday. And we went away to this adorable little place in Crested Butte, Colorado. And it's this little bed and breakfast. And we wake up in the morning and go downstairs and have breakfast. And it's like, you know, so adorable. The husband does all the cooking and the wife does all of the like organizing and booking. And I guess she also does the cleaning, which I didn't really know. So <laughs> we're downstairs and we had just had breakfast and we get upstairs and my lingerie from the night before is politely folded on our bed and I just wanted to die. I can't even tell you how bad I wanted to die. So you just like left it there. on the floor in the yes. heat of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. <laughs> um, and thought like, okay, it's a tiny bed and breakfast. They don't have housekeeping. Like well, no one's keeping it about housekeeping. It wasn't like a hotel where you're like positive they're going to come by. And I had never heard anything like, oh, we'll come, you know, clean your room each day. Like, Cause I was the one that booked it. So I, you know, I saw, I like, didn't see anything about it. So anyways, I just, yeah, it was, I was beat red and I was like, we are not going to breakfast tomorrow. I cannot face these people. Cause then, I, cause then it's like, there's like three other guests and you have to sit with them at oh, dinner yeah. no, to be our breakfast. Food. In breakfast. Yeah. There was like six of us at breakfast. That is <laughs> the best. And then 40 weeks later, yes, we won't put each other. Bodhi came into this world. <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Um, Kels, I wanted to add another fun fact about you. And so I'm going to forget the name of the song. So you'll have to help me. But so Kelsey is getting married. Kelsey got married like two months after me, right? Or seven weeks, yeah. something like that. And so I go to, to Kelsey's bachelorette party as, you know, I'd been married for like four days. We had just gone through it with me. We just done my wedding. I get there and everyone is in the living room making up a dance. And I'm thinking, okay, we're doing this. Like, I feel like we're 12, but that's okay. Like, where's this, when this, when are the Spice Girls going to come on? And everyone's making up a dance. And then I hear the words that I was like, oh no, someone goes, we should do this at the wedding. Like we should do this at Kelsey's wedding reception and like, we've seen the videos, you know, and sometimes it goes great. And sometimes it's so bad. And I'm (laughs) like, I'm immediately cringing. And I think you were too. Oh yes. That is like, so not my style. Well, and okay. So then they go, Kelsey, you need to sing, like sing slash rap this song to Tyler at the wedding reception. Can you, what song was it? I can't even remember. So it's what a man by salt and pepper. Okay. So the thing that people would underestimate about you is that you're actually like, like you can pull that off. Like Like I should be a rapper probably. Yeah. Which would be extra (laughs) funny with how pregnant you are right now. Um, (laughs) 
But so, so they make up a dance and Kelsey like learns the words and I'm dying inside. I'm thinking this is horrible. Like Kelsey and I have been such good friends for so long. I know everyone at the wedding. You obviously know everyone at the wedding. I'm like, this is just terrible. Well, so I think we even had a couple people in the audience were like, Carl, make sure you laugh and cheer really loud and pretend like this is great. And Carl's like, guys, this is a bad idea. Well, so you get up like in the middle of the dance floor, everyone clears the dance floor. The sound comes on. We all come out. We're all wearing like hot pink heart sunglasses for some reason. You put yours on and in your stunning wedding dress, wrap this song and nail it. Like, yeah, pretty epic. Actually, everyone was I think because it is so not my style, everyone was really into it. Like everyone was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. Yes. But yeah, you have to be into it in those moments. Otherwise it could have been really, really awkward. It could have been so awkward, but you totally pulled it off. We might have to find that video and put it in the show notes now that we've it's not, it's not the best video. Unfortunately. Um, but we should totally post it. It's hilarious. Yeah, we're going to have to find it. So that's just one of my favorite things about you is that just it's not something you would ever know upon first meeting you, but it's really true. Like Kelsey can rap and she did at her at her <laughs> wedding and it was epic. Um, okay, so Kels, I'm so happy to have you here because you are really truly my person. I, I was thinking about this. Like if I had a board of advisors in my life, like a Stephanie board of advisors for my heart and my life, like I feel like you would be the chairwoman. Like you are you are my voice of reason. You are my voice of truth. You point me back to God in a way that like nobody else does. You are so much of the reason I know God in the first place. And so I just love getting to introduce the girls to you and just like have them get to know you. I'm seriously so happy to share my best friend with my friends. And I'm really excited about our topic today because today we're going to be talking about birthdays. And I feel like this might seem like kind of a random topic at first, but then everyone's going to be listening and like I just feel like we're going to hear from so many people that are like, yes, and amen to this. Why is this so hard? I'm with you. I needed this because it's something that you and I have been talking about a ton lately. And I feel like in the past couple of years, I've kind of realized that birthdays, while we say that they're like, I think most people would say like, my birthday is my favorite day of the year or my birthday month is my favorite month. or I love that month because my birthday is in it. But I think when it comes down to it, our birthdays are actually really hard for us. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes it's like, you know, maybe we just moved somewhere new or we went through a breakup and, you know, holidays are always like a little extra tender if we have other things going on in our lives. Um, But I feel like even when that's not true, something about it being our day, there's such expectation to it and so much tied to it that it can be a really hard day. I was talking to my assistant about this yesterday. She's amazing. Her name's Hannah. Um, And Hannah's 22. And I mentioned this topic to her and she goes, oh my gosh. She's like, I get the birthday blues. Like you can't even believe. Mm. And I was like, yes, okay. We need to talk about this. So I like that phrase. Yeah. The birthday blues. I think that's going to be our, um, our podcast title, probably Hannah shout out to you. So because <laughs> you and I have had a couple of different birthday experiences in the last couple of years, and I'm really excited to talk through them because we've just learned a lot together, especially in the last two years. But I feel like we should mention why it's you and I talking about our birthdays. And it's yeah. because we're birthday, birthday twins, right? Yep. Ish. Ish. <laughs> close. Really close. We're a day apart. Yeah. Um, so my birthday is May 15th and Kelsey's is May 16th. Um, and so we always talk about how we share a midnight. We passed the crown, um, which we can talk about that too. Um, actually, now's a perfect time for it. Kels, what is your, we've shared a lot of birthdays together. What is your favorite birthday memory out of the birthdays that we've shared together? With, with us? Yeah. Probably. I mean, honestly, like this year is, it's going to be hard for me to be. Granted, our, our first birthday together was really special. (laughs) Our first one being, because it was our 21st birthday. So I feel like that would be 
that one's a great contender because we were in Spain. But honestly, like this year was such a blessing, I think. And we'll talk more about like what last year was for us. But I think because of how hard last year was for all of us that I think this year, just getting to spend time with my people. And I think, well, you know, I hope you're not using this (laughs) later in the podcast, but I think one of the most special moments I've ever had at a birthday was sitting at dinner with... Wait, hang on. I did not know you were going to share this. Tell them, back up and tell them what we did for our birthday. And I'm so glad you mentioned this because I was going to forget too. So tell them what we did for our birthday this year and then tell about this because this is so good. Okay, great. Okay. So six of us, five of us flew out to... How many of us flew out to... One, two, three, four, five, five of us flew out to... No, six. Six. Six Six. of us. (laughs) (laughs) We're really good at counting. It's early. I'm a mathlete. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So six of us flew out to Nashville. So Tyler and I, our friend Shannon, Amanda, and Michelle and Alan. And it wasn't a surprise or anything. Like we'd been planning it, but it we flew out and stayed with Steph and Carl. And it was just, I mean, it was just a lot of fun. And for like almost a week too. And yeah, it was, I mean, it was basically a full week. And, and we were all at my house. We're all, we had, so we did, you forgot your son. He was here too. <laughs> well, he was here too, you're right. <laughs> here too. Um, the, my favorite part about that, we were all like tucked in my house, which was crazy. And I remember being like, Kels, this is going to be the room that you and Tyler are going to be in. And you were like, okay, Bodhi like needs it to be darker in here. And then we figured out that his pack and play, his like little portable crib fit perfectly in the closet. So Bodhi slept in the closet <laughs> all week and it was perfect. <laughs> There's been too many times that he's slept in a closet or a bathroom. So, so it's nothing new for him. It just is what it is. <laughs> Even bedroom. He's like, wow, it's a mansion. <laughs> wow. This is amazing. Yeah. So anyways, of that entire time, I think one of the most memorable birthdays I'll probably ever have was this moment, but we all went out to dinner on our last night all together and without Bodhi. <laughs> without Bodhi. We had a babysitter. And this would have been impossible with Bodhi there. And we just went around the circle and we, so, you know, if it was Steph's turn, every single person said one thing they love about Steph. And we did that for every person. And it took a long time. It took us like maybe an hour and a half. I don't even know. It took us a while, but it was just so special to be there with all of our people. And I mean, so all of us other than, other than my husband and, and Carl had, had just had their birthday within two months. So mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing. Like everyone had, yeah, had just had their birthday. So it was just such a special moment to get to spend and, and just like love on each other and then get to, it's always awkward when the, when the focus is turned on you for a minute, you're like, Oh my gosh, what are people going to say about me? But it's also, you know, there was tears and laughter and it was just honestly one of the most special moments I've ever had at a birthday. Oh, I love that. And then, yes, I love that. So this birthday was really good, but you mentioned that we last year was not the best. Can, like, can we talk for a second about what happened last year? Like, it, yeah. I feel like the result was you, me and Michelle all sitting on the phone crying on our birthdays um, yeah. because we felt really unloved. But like, how did we get there? Yeah. So I just want to like first say that I haven't, I, it's not that I'm like too cool for school, I guess is the best phrase that I can think of, but I just have kind of always thought that I am a laid back person and that birthdays don't matter that much, that they're like an excuse to get together, but also it's totally fine if you don't like celebrate me at all. And I think that that, I, I don't know that I was purposefully doing that, 
but it was definitely a little bit of a facade because I actually don't feel that way. And I'm recognizing that I don't feel that way, that I actually really love celebrating. And I was, I've always been really excited to celebrate other people, but I haven't always been willing or excited to, to have other people celebrate me. And so essentially I think what happened for all of us last year, I think it started Michelle's birthdays first. I think it started with her. And I think she has a very similar like sentiment in that way. I felt like we were both very, yeah, I would say on that boat, whereas Steph, I feel like you've always been so up for celebrating, which I love. That's something about you that I totally love. And I think, so I think what, what essentially happened is Michelle did the like, Oh, like we can just like have a happy hour and like no presents and like no happiness and no cheers. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know. It was like, yeah, I think it's a, maybe like a protect, like it's like a protective mechanism of like, if I don't get celebrated, then I won't get that let down. But I think what it robs, what it robbed us of was the ability to celebrate each other. So because Michelle, and not, not, not that it was Michelle's fault because I did the exact same thing. I just more mean like, you know, because Michelle wasn't making a big deal about it, then we didn't make a big deal about it. Mm-hmm. And then she calls us crying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's like, wait, I'm really sad. Like, this is a big day for me. Like, and not, I don't know, not every birthday is like the biggest deal in the sense of like the number or what it feels for you. But at the same time, it's like, it was a big birthday. It was, it was just a birthday, but it still was important. Yeah. And so I think what ended up happening is, so that happened to Michelle. And then I felt, you felt the exact same way. And you, I remember we talked on my birthday about how hard your birthday was. And I was feeling the exact same way. And I was like in the midst of my birthday. And I was like, I feel the exact same way. And I feel like I'm confused why I feel so sad about it because I didn't think I cared. Like I legitimately didn't think I cared. And then I totally did. And so I think the result of that ended up being that we said, I remember we like talked, I don't know, the three of us like a week later. And it was like, okay, next year, like, we're not doing this. We like, need to do this. Maybe apparently. it was when we were in Vegas, actually. I think we were like, let's not do that next year. Yeah. Let's actually, and not that we have to do like a blowout thing either. It doesn't have to go completely opposite, but also let's actually, we love each other and let's actually give the, like, give the celebration what it's due for yeah. the fact that we love each other in, in our lives. I think that, I think you're totally right that, you know, whether you feel like you're kind of a laid back person or not, like y- there's kind of this pressure to act like your birthday doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and w- so I think two things happen. I think one is, yeah, there's this pressure to act like your birthday doesn't matter because it seems, it seems selfish to make a yeah. big deal out of your birthday. It seems like, oh, celebrate me. Like, so we don't want to say that. We want to say it's not a big deal. Um, and maybe we have convinced ourselves that we don't think it's a big deal. Some people, I think, don't care. But I think sometimes we've convinced Tyler ourselves. Tyler doesn't care. Yeah. So, they're, so they're definitely like, there's the human that doesn't. But then, so sometimes we have ourselves convinced that we don't really care. Or we know we care. We just hope that people are going to sort of like disregard our instructions. Yeah. Or I think that you're totally right about, or and, I think you're totally right about it being a defense mechanism. That it's like, if I really downplay my birthday, then I can't get hurt because because it's so easy to feel like it's so, yeah, it's so easy to feel hurt on your birthday. And I think that that's how I felt like, um, you and I have talked about this, that we are both, um, twos on the Enneagram or we think you're two actually a six. Okay. You decided you were six. Okay. Well, you were on the line. So I'm a two on the Enneagram. And so that means that like my thing, and you're so good at celebrating. That's like, that's my thing is I want to take care of people. I want to love people. I want to encourage people. I want to celebrate them. 
but honestly, and this is like kind of an ugly thing in my heart that I feel like you and I have gotten to kind of discover. Um, I feel like my birthday is the day when the bill arrives. Like I'm going to take care of everybody else. I'm going to buy them presents. I'm going to celebrate them. And, and it's, I want to be the kind of person who never wants that in return because for the day, like on May 15th, that bill arrives and I want all of that back. Yeah. And I like, that's an ugly thing. And, and so I feel kind of weird saying that, but, um, I think that I'm probably not the only one. <laughs> no, I, I felt, I feel very similarly, honestly. And I think that it's like, because it's, it's the a day that's my day. I want, I don't know. I think I I've always kind of treated it without meaning to, cause it shouldn't be this way. But as a day where I sort of like take inventory of who's in my life. And it's the day where if you're in my life, I, I just want to feel as loved as possible on that day. Um, and so it's really, I find myself being really hurt if, you know, someone forgot or if, um, people didn't make as big of a deal out of it as maybe I made out of their birthday, or I don't know, it's just this day that has all this expectation to it for me that I sort of realized, but I don't think I realized just how much. And really that's what happened last year. Um, I mean, Carl and I, went to, what did we do? We went to Atlanta for like a tiny little, like one day vacation. And that was really fun. He and I had a really good time together, but I think that like, there were just people I didn't hear from or, but like really not that many. I don't, nothing actually happened. I just ended the day feeling really sad and unloved, which was just really stinky. Well, and I remember actually that we all decided we weren't going to get each other gifts. Oh, and I do actually think, well, everyone has a different love language as far as what a, what a gift, like, or what, or what makes them feel loved, especially like what it could mean for their birthday. But I do actually think on your birthday, even if you're, yeah, whatever your love language is, if you don't get gifts, you don't feel loved. So, and I don't mean like physical gifts, like maybe your gift is quality time. So like maybe Atlanta for somebody who's like a quality time person would be, would have been like sufficient Mm -hmm. or like, or maybe not, but I I have come to realize that I actually am a gifts person. Like I do actually love like getting the actual gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I love giving them and being really thoughtful in them, but it's like, also I do actually like receiving them. But I think that that's cool that you've realized, like it's important for me to get gifts. And so that's actually something that um, we decided, I think probably when we were talking about it in Vegas, that at least with the three of us, not everybody in the whole world needs to get me a gift. Like that's not the thing, but that we are each other's best friends. Like we need to do gifts. And so that's what we decided to do. And so I got a gift, you got a gift, Michelle got a gift. um, And we're just going to keep doing that because it's a way of celebrating each other. Something that I've been thinking about is, you know, when I was like kind of wondering like, who's going to remember my birthday, who's going to think of it. The hard part about that is it's really important for people to remember my birthday, but I'm horrible at remembering other people's birthdays. And I've been trying to get better. Like I, irony. <laughs> I know. And, but I, I someone needs to t- like, someone needs to tell me I'm not alone in this. I'm really bad at it. And I really, I really try, but that's the thing that I I've had to remember as I've, you know, as I feel tender on my birthday is like, it is never my intention to miss somebody's birthday. I have them all written down. I have like them ding on my phone so that I can remember them so I'm reminded I have them all in my calendar, but there have been days where I, I didn't open my calendar that day. And so I didn't see it. Yeah. Especially like on a weekend or something. Yeah. And so like, I, I have to put it through that filter that while that, yes, it's important for people to remember my birthday. Also it's, it's hard and we're, we're living life sometimes. And sometimes we just kind of miss it. And so we're actually going to talk at the end, Kels, about how to 
get better at that, how to celebrate people, because I think those are the kinds of people we want to be. And those are the kinds of friends we want to be. And so you're actually really good at this. So I'm going to have you like, I'm just going to pick your brain on some tips for how to do this at the end. But, um, I think that we, and I think this is what we realized this year is that we actually have a responsibility in how our birthday goes. Like we have to, there's some things we need to do. And I think that you, you know, you and I got way better at this this year. And I think Michelle did too, where, like we need to, when our birthday's coming up, I think we need to decide what we want to do. We need to decide how we want to spend it. What's going to make our, what's going to make us feel loved. We need to be honest about our expectations. And I think the biggest thing that we need to do is we need to tell other people what we need. Like we cannot, this was like the biggest lesson. We cannot downplay our birthday and then be sad when people don't celebrate you. We can't expect people to be mind readers. Like we just have to be clear with ourselves about what we want and clear with our people about what we want and really communicate it to them. Right. I totally agree. And I think sometimes too, when we, even if we, let's just say plan our own birthday dinner, if we are like, Hey, like I want all my friends together. Like I remember Michelle actually used to do every year. She used to do happy hour for her birthday, probably for like four or five years straight. Um, in our, like, you know, like right after college. And one of the things that I loved was that she wasn't saying, Hey, come celebrate me, make a big deal about me. But in, the, in, in getting people together, it was, there was, there was just an air of celebration. And I just felt like, I mean, people were buying her drinks and buying her dinner and yeah, she planned it, but also like people stepped up to the plate and she didn't have to say, Hey, Kelsey, like, (laughs) will you buy me a drink? Like, you don't have to go that far. It's just, I think you kind of set people up to be like, Oh, I want to celebrate, like celebrate you. Like I do love you, you know? And yeah, I, I totally agree. I think, and I think maybe what some people, some women feel like is if they don't have a boyfriend that they don't have that person that's going to automatically like do that for them. And I don't think you need to have I truly actually don't even think you need to have somebody else plan your birthday. I know that that's, I just think that's something that we all feel is like, well, if someone else plans it, that means I get celebrated. But I think you can kind of set yourself up to be like, I love my people. I want to feel like, I want to feel celebrated. Like, let's just get together. However, like whatever that looks like for you individually. But yeah, I just think no matter what, like you can, you can still get that even if you don't like have a boyfriend or a husband or somebody to like, force that on, you know, like you have this responsibility. So you get to do this, you know? Yeah. I think it's really, I think exactly what you said about Michelle, it's setting other people up for success. It's like setting up the ball on the tee and letting them just knock it out of the park, but you can set it up. Um, and so I think that like a couple of ways we can do that is like, tell people it's your birthday. Like so often we're really coy about this and we don't want to say like, you'll have a conversation with someone for like an hour. And then at the end, like two days later, you find out it was their birthday. Like we just need to say something. And can I just say, put it back on Facebook. If you took it off, put it back on Facebook because there have been friends where I love them and I actually don't know what date their birthday is. And I'll go on Facebook to try to find it. And it's not there. Like, (laughs) I feel like we're (laughs) seriously help me help you. And I think the thing about planning it for yourself or planning something for yourself is a really, is a really important thing. Um, it, we, I guess we have the ability to decide whether that ruins it or not. And it doesn't automatically, like planning your own birthday party doesn't automatically make it less special. We decide that. And so I think we can equally decide, hey, I'm going to plan this thing and and I'm not like, and it is just as special as if someone else planned it. Yeah. Um, this is so, like just kind of a tiny example, but so this year you guys came out for the um, a couple or for like a week in the beginning of May and then on my actual 
birthday weekend, we had some of our Nashville friends over for kind of a birthday party and a couple of our friends showed up and I was like in the kitchen finishing up the last couple of things. Cause I'm always running behind when people are coming over. And Carl was, um, wasn't home yet. He had run to the store to get like ice and a couple last things Well, I was making my birthday cake. And my friend walked in and was like, are you making your own birthday cake? And I was like, well, yeah. And I had this moment where I had to decide it was a last minute addition. Carl was going to get cupcakes. Carl did get cupcakes, but I wanted this like special family recipe and I was home and he wasn't. And, um, and it took me two and a half seconds and I had to decide right then and there, like, was it less special because I made it? And I decided, no, it wasn't. Carl planned so many of the other things and everyone still like Carl put candles in it. My friends sang like the whole thing still happened. Who cares if I was the one who like mixed up the ingredients and popped it in the oven, you know? Um, And I just think we have that opportunity to like decide. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I recently wrote a book, and while it was the most rewarding project of my career so far, it also came with a lot of hard work and long nights. And sometimes when things started to feel a little bit overwhelming, I needed to get a few things off my chest so I could clear my mind and keep the writing process flowing. And the thing that helped me so much to sort through those feelings was therapy. Now tell me if any of this sounds familiar. Maybe you're going through something really hard right now, a big loss or a gigantic life transition. Maybe you frequently feel anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, or just generally discouraged. Maybe you really, really, really want your life circumstances to change, but you don't know how to actually change them. Or maybe you're feeling stuck as you try to work through your past, navigate your present, or figure out your future. Friend, if you can relate to any of this, you're not alone. I've been there, and therapy has been the thing that has helped me more than anything else with all of this. In the last 10 years or so, I've learned that strength isn't proving I can do it on my own. It's knowing that I don't have to. I'm at my strongest when I have a full support system around me, and an essential part of my support system is therapy. Therapy can be absolutely life-changing, that is, if you can afford it and find a therapist you like and trust. But of course, this is easier said than done. And that's why I'm so excited to be partnering with this week's podcast sponsor. Our sponsor for today's episode is BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the easiest and most affordable way I've ever found to find a great therapist. It's entirely online and super easy to sign up. You can get started right away. And if you don't love the counselor you're paired with, switching is easy and it's free. If you're going through something hard in your relationships, or if you're in a funk you just can't shake, if you've been feeling anxious or depressed lately, or if you're feeling stressed and you need help balancing your everyday life and schedule, BetterHelp is an incredible resource for you. And I'm so thankful that they've given me a promo code that I can share with you to make it even easier to get started. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash friendship today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash friendship. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Friends, springtime is finally here, but that also means allergy season is in full swing. I have always struggled with allergies and I don't know about you, but I am especially allergic to cats. More on that in a second. 
Well, luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. The time that I use Claritin the absolute most is when I'm at my parents' house, my childhood home. They have this absolutely beautiful cat that they love and I like, except for the fact that he sheds so much. So that means that I'm basically sneezing from the second I arrive home to the second I leave, unless I take Claritin. My dad has even started having it ready for me right when I walk in the door. Are you ready to live life as though you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Claritin, thank you so much for sponsoring our girls' night. We love having you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kels, you and I have kind of talked about this and I feel like we maybe need to like do a little toast with our coffee to our sweet husbands who have discovered that they have married the birthday monsters in you and me. Um, how have you, how do you, like what's important for you to do on your birthday and like how, how have you started expressing that to Tyler? Yeah. So I actually have never, ironically, even though I've gone through the like too cool for school phase, I've always actually been okay with celebrating myself. So I, either my mom or myself always gets me like a dress. Like my mom almost always gets me a dress for my birthday. Not, it's not even actually something very spoken. It's just kind of happens. And so if I don't get a birthday dress from her, I go buy myself one. And then, so I always wear a dress on my birthday except in the very rare occasions that Colorado decides to be a total turd and snow snow or something. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Most of the time it's great weather. So I I mean, I do that. I always get my favorite. It's the sugariest drink ever, but I don't even care. My favorite coffee. I either, well, I should say my breakfast coffee is an iced coconut mocha. And then like with, with coconut syrup, not coconut milk, I have to clarify. So it's like even more sugar. And then in the afternoon, I always get an affogato. And so I think it's more of just, I just have chosen to celebrate myself in some ways. And then I think to Tyler, what I've expressed, it changes every year. Honestly, sometimes I, I want a special gift from him. Sometimes I want like to get like five girlfriends together, like, like this year on my actual birthday, I just went to yoga and brunch, like with a couple girls. I wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like, yeah, it just wasn't, it was just little and it was super fun. And so it just kind of depends every year what I I'm actually feeling like I want. Sometimes it's small, sometimes it's bigger. And yeah, I think just letting him know far enough in advance that almost like I get to forget about it. (laughs) 
So, you know, maybe I'll tell him in like early or mid April and just say, as far as like more like gift stuff, or even if it's like, if it's, if it's more like, I want to like go on a trip or I want to like, I want to go see a friend or I want to get a bunch of people together for a movie night or whatever it is. If there, if it requires planning, I just let him know, like, it's kind of lame. I feel like it sounds super lame, but I just kind of let him know. Like I'm, I just tell him, <laughs> I don't know. It's, there's no special recipe to it. Honestly, I just tell him with my words. <laughs> I, but I like, that's so, that's so unique though. And I feel like that's like maybe the best marriage tip we could ever give ever is like, just tell people what you're expecting. Tell people what you're hoping for because they can't, the chances of them doing something sweet for you are, are probably high. Like but also the chances of it being exactly what you're hoping for, probably not that high because even like Carl's an amazing gift giver. And I know Tyler is too, but like Carl's not going to get me the exact thing I'm hoping for if he has no idea what I'm hoping for. And so I think just being really clear about it and, and being, yeah, being really clear about it. And the other thing I like that you said was the fact that it changes every year. And I think that with our, with whatever else is going on in our lives and kind of what's happening in our friend group and like where we are financially and things like that, things change. And I know that, so my first birthday here in Nashville, we did a little dinner. Um, it was kind of a disaster because I honestly didn't have very many friends here yet. And so it was, it just, it, I think it really exacerbated how lonely I was here. The fact that like, I just honestly didn't have that many people to invite. And then kind of to make matters worse, Carl coaches lacrosse in the spring. And every once in a while, there's like an apocalypse and the, one of their playoff games happens on my birthday. And so yeah. Carl was like an hour and a half late to my birthday dinner. And so it, it really was just this kind of like, it highlighted my existing loneliness, which I think that birthdays can sometimes do that. And so in the years since we've taken a trip and we totally have not been in a place where we can take like a week somewhere we've done we're there for like less than 24 hours. We did Birmingham, which is a three hour drive. And we did Atlanta, which is like a four hour drive. And we were there for like 24 hours. And it just, it just allowed me to like decide what I wanted to do. And also not like kind of kept me out of the position of saying like, I need to, you know, plan this party when I, you know, I'm still kind of working on developing my community, you know? Yeah. And I do think it's really important to note that like, not every birthday is going to be like, a hit it out of the park birthday. Yeah. Like you can still feel celebrated, but it's not going to be like the best day of your life every time. And it's going to get topped every year. And that's also okay. I think that that's a lesson I'm, I'm still swallowing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I am such a celebrator. Um, but I feel like Kels this year was a little extra, was a little extra tricky. And so I'm glad that we learned some of these lessons about just communicating and stuff last year, because this year it had the potential to be like extra. Um, and that's because this year was our 30th birthday. Yeah. Um, which was a really big deal. And so part of that was, and we're actually going to talk about this next is just all of the other like emotional stuff that happens when we're getting older. Um, and when we hit these different years where we think like, this is our benchmark or whatever. Yep. But I also, I also know that it was an extra, I'm glad we did what we did and that we looked far enough ahead to really plan something special because with 30 coming up, I started looking around at like, what are other people doing? And I think, I think I had a friend who was like, my husband took me to Paris for 30. And so I kept being like, kept dropping like Paris hints to Carl and he just like <laughs> left him. <laughs> just did not Tyler pick did up. kind of take me to Paris for my 30th. And he did. He did. Um, it's so maybe different. it was you, <laughs> but maybe it was you. Uh, actually, no, for it was, honest. that was actually a totally different trip. That is totally, that's kind of actually it false. So it was, yeah, it was totally separate. It was also like a yeah, double baby true. moon anyway. Yeah. And cause we like accidentally got pregnant with Bodie. We didn't get to take like a trip that we had been planning. Cause we had, we were planning on going to Spain 
And then we found out we were pregnant. So then it was because like, of okay, the air, because of the then breakfast night, but freaking crested butte. But <laughs> anyways, but I think that that's like, I, I think that I'm glad you said that because I think the birthday comparison is another thing that's really important to watch out for because really like I was looking around seeing like what are other people's husbands doing for them on their 30th or what are other people doing for their 30th and I think that we can do that in a lot of ways when it's just it's not it's not a comparison um and it can't be a comparison because we're all at different places in our lives we you have no idea what the backstory is and I think that like speaking of comparison that's another thing that really happens is like we get to um different birthday milestones and I think that we do the same thing where we look around and ask ourselves, like, am I where I'm supposed to be by this point in my life? And I think that that's the other reason why birthdays can be really hard. Have you found that to be true? Yeah, I think so. I can actually remember, and this is, this is kind of separate from a birthday, but it's a celebratory moment. I remember being at my, so my brother married actually one of like Steph was in the wedding as well. One of mine and Steph's good college friends and which was equal parts like amazing. And the day was really hard for me, not because of them, but because I had just gone through a breakup two weeks before that. And so even though that it's not the, it's not a direct comparison as far as birthdays go, it was one of those moments where I had to choose if I was going to make it about me or make it about them. And in the, in the sense of like celebration, like who deserved it and they deserved my they deserved my true expression of how I was feeling, but they also deserved celebration. And so I just feel like there are just moments in our lives. It's not just our birthdays. Although again, like birthdays and holidays, I feel like really exacerbate those feelings. They're just going to be times in life where we look around and we feel, I guess, for lack of a better word, less than like, we just feel like we haven't hit the benchmark that we either had for ourselves or culturally or whatever it is. But I just have to say like, as a person who, you know, my timeline has sometimes lined up and my timeline sometimes hasn't as far as how things have gone there. It, you just have to make the choice to either, either jump in or have your pity party. (laughs) That sounds like really harsh, but I think it's like, I think the thing is, is, um, that we're all going to have those moments and we just don't know what life is going to bring us. You know, yeah, some, some of our friends like got married at, you know, 22 or 23 and like everything has worked out perfect for them. They had kids when they wanted and they had the perfect, you know, yeah. 30th birthday in Paris. And you like, look at their lives, especially, you know, on like social media and everything feels like, wow, I'm not that. But I also think like there are plenty of time, like we have no idea what other people are are experiencing. And I think it's such a waste to spend our time looking at everyone else saying, I'm not that and not actually just living who you are and where you're at. Yeah, Yeah. it's just, it's just a waste. Like, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than it's a waste. (laughs) No, I think that's so true. Like even if someone's timeline worked out exactly the way that you thought that or they thought it should. And the way it looks like, or, you know, if it works out perfectly from what you can see on social media, like you have no idea what else led up to that. Like maybe it seems like they had a kid right when they wanted to, maybe they have, you know, three miscarriages leading up to that, that you just don't even know about. You just don't know about. Yeah. Exactly. Or maybe they got married at 22 or whenever you thought that you wanted to get married and you're like, well, they did. And I didn't, but maybe their marriage behind the scenes is way harder than you can even imagine. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of like, I think we really do create timelines 
so arbitrarily and it causes us such disappointment when they don't happen the way that we think they're supposed to. But just because we decided that that's the timeline doesn't mean that that's the best way for things to go. Like a perfect example is when I was 18, my first cousin got um, got married. And it was the first wedding I was re- like, I really was a part of it. It was a whole weekend. My whole family was there. It was so much fun. And I remember sitting there as an 18 year old thinking I'm like, he's 25. I'm going to get married when I'm 25. Like that is the most arbitrary thing in the whole world. Nothing about his life was like, why? that number as like the time. There was literally nothing. And so when 25 came and went and I wasn't married, like I could have been really disappointed, but the truth was that was never my timeline. That was his timeline. Um, and so I think that it's really easy for us to, to kind of get attached to these, to things like that. And our birthdays can be really hard when we think we're supposed to get to a certain place by that point. But I think that like, if that's not the timeline that your life has unfolded in, then that's not the timeline your life was supposed to unfold in. That's someone else's story, not, not yours. And I mean, I think it's still really hard. And I think that there's like, you know, maybe that's just how it is. And we, bring our people around us and we celebrate to the best of our ability. And maybe, you know, we have the kind of birthday that's like really tough and we decide, you know, I think I need to make a change in my life or, you know, my, this, this isn't turning out the way I wanted it to. Maybe I need to switch jobs or move to a new place, or maybe it's time to, you know, talk to somebody about this, get some counseling or something like that. So maybe it is kind of a wake up call birthday for us, but I don't know. I think that, I think if anyone's feeling like, you know what, this is not where I thought I would be right now. I think I just wanted to say like, one, you're not alone for feeling that way. I think everybody feels that way at different points, but, but you haven't missed it. Like you haven't missed out on your life. Your, your timeline is unfolding in a way that is more beautiful than you can even imagine. I actually, I wrote, hang on. I found something in my journal the other day. I want to read it. Oh, this was like, I wrote this in my journal. It was like this revelation a while back. And then again, yesterday as I found it, but it says God's plan for your life is the very best thing you could never even think of. Mm. And I just think, I just think that that's true. Like when it comes to our timelines, I wanted to say, Kels, I don't know if, if I, I don't actually remember like, um, too much of us talking about how you were feeling about turning, turning 30. But I think that one thing that was a little tricky, I, I think that more this year, I asked a lot of questions about like, what does this mean for my life? One of those things is that, um, a timeline that does feel really real is like the baby timeline. And I feel like we, as women start to feel that just like, kind of as the years tick by, like we start thinking about things like biological clocks, which is crazy. Um, and so I think that that, that was like one of the things I was thinking about is just because I think, I think a lot of people are thinking about that, that it just feels like that's a timeline that feels pretty real. And the one thing I was thinking about that, you know, as I was thinking about this this morning was even our friends that got married at like 23, that doesn't necessarily mean that they can that doesn't really actually mean that they're more likely to have kids than you are if you get married at 33. Like there are, there are like some specific health things that like, you know, there are some things that are real, but also a lot of things that aren't like just because you get married at 23, like that doesn't make your body any more likely to have kids than someone who's 30 today. The whole thing is totally out of our control, which is really infuriating, but, but true, no matter how old you, no matter how old you are. And so that's one of the things I was thinking about, but Another thing I was thinking about is like, I was like, man, you know, okay, I'm turning 30. Does this mean I need to be like this? Or does this mean I need to stop this or start this or whatever? And maybe in some cases that's true if we want to use that as a deadline to make some changes in our lives. But the thing I had to keep reminding myself as I was looking around and seeing this like new decade start was I get to decide what this looks like in my life. You know, I get to decide if I, 
you know, I can like be a grown up or I can still be silly. And I would way rather be silly or I, you know, maybe you, I don't know. It just was like these random things, these ways that I thought I like had to grow up that aren't real. We get to, I I just think we get to define what different decades and ages and stuff look like for us. And, and we don't have to conform to what other people have done. We, we get part of being an adult, I think is deciding what you want your life to look like and fighting for that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, what I said about it being like a pity party is probably a little harsh, but I think it's just what I, what I mean is that you get to take the reins of your life. You can't control like when you meet the person you want to marry, you can't control that. I had no idea I would meet Tyler. Like it was so random. I had no idea that that was going to happen, but also it didn't mean that I wasn't willing to put myself in situations to, to meet him. And so if that's something you desire and you're not doing that, like allow those moments of, of feeling like sadness and loneliness or whatever those things are for whatever, you know, whatever it is for you as a spark to ignite some action. And I think for me, so something that I have felt insecure about, um, is not actually so much like getting married and having kids. It's more of like my career stuff. It's more, so for me, it's, you know, maybe not those things, but so for me, it's like, I look at my career situation and I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I didn't go to grad school or I don't have like a specific career path. Like, I mean, I do in the sense of like, I worked in ministry and I've still worked in ministry or like makeup, but also it's not like this, uh, you know, one day, like I want to be president and these are the like 12 steps I have to take to get there kind of a thing. So I think, you know, some things like with turning, especially this year with turning 30 that have felt for me, like, oh my gosh, am I behind was with my career. And so I guess, so for my own self, like giving myself a lot of grace to know that like my life's not over because I turned 30. Like I remember actually my counselor, like my therapist, when I was, uh, I I went to therapy for a long time when I was in my early twenties, just for some family stuff. And I remember her telling me that she didn't go back to school until she was I think she was 37 and she didn't graduate till she was 39 and she didn't start her practice until she was 40. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking, and she would, and what she said, cause she was actually 70. So she was 72 at the time. She was like, I've been practicing for 30 years. And I was like, wow, that is a ton of time like that you've had this career. And so I remember thinking for myself, like, okay, I don't have to have all of my ducks in a row by the time I'm like married with children for the rest of my life. And it being okay with the fact that I'm in this like space, like this family, it's like family years where I'm like raising kids and like still trying to have a career and, you know, still trying to have like a great relationship with Tyler and my friends and family and all of that. And so anyways, needless to say, like, it's not, it's not, I don't know what that could be for you. You know, it's, it isn't always the traditional, like, getting married or having kids or having a career, but just knowing that like allowing those moments of like, whatever it is to spark something in you to get it done and to like start, you can't control everything, but control what you can control. You know, I love that. I love, you know, it's like 
There are things we can do to make our birthdays feel more special. It's deciding this is my morning coffee. This is my afternoon coffee. I want a manicure. I'm going to schedule it for myself. Or I want to go to dinner with my friends. I want to be surrounded with my friends. I'm going to do that. Or, you know, there were some years where um, I was like, you know, I want to be around Kelsey and Michelle. I'm going to fly home and make sure that I'm there on my birthday because I want to be around my family and my, pa- and, you know, and my best friends. And so it's, it's taking the action you need, like setting other people up to celebrate you well, asking for what you need to make that birthday special. But also there are moments where our birthdays feel a little bit more like kind of a a check-in or a wake-up call or something. And maybe they do feel special and like a wake-up call. But I love what you're saying about taking whatever, taking that, that pain or that loneliness or that longing and, and asking yourself like, how can I, what can I do today to make this different? And one of my favorite quotes, um, it says, um, a year from now, you will wish you had started today. And I feel like that's perfect for our birthdays. Like, okay, what is what is hurting you right now? Or what do you wish was true about your life right now? Okay, well, maybe you start that today. And maybe it's like chasing a goal or a career dream, or like maybe you want to run a marathon by your next birthday. Or I know for me, like our first, my first birthday here in Nashville, that was a real wake up call for me where I was like, listen, I've made a couple friends here, but I want to go deeper. Like, I, I don't feel like I found my people and I really want to find my people. And it really, it, like, in a kind of a painful way, but a real way, it lit a fire under me. And then this last year, I had a like, you know, a whole bunch of friends around who I really love, who really know me. And and it was just this cool benchmark to see like, okay, things have really changed. And it's because I feel like in that example, I don't always do this well, but I took that thing that was causing me pain and like ran with it. You know? Yep. Oh, I love that. Yep. Kels, I feel like we could talk about this forever because this is such for for something that I think could feel like an eye roll of a conversation, like Carl was like, are you really going to talk about birthdays for an hour? Like, do you guys need like a plan B? I'm like, baby, you don't even know. <laughs> we can talk about this forever. Um, cause it's a real thing. But, um, I do want to ask you, Kels. So one of the things, you know, we talked about how birthdays are actually really hard to remember, you know, we're kind of just living our life and it seems like there's someone we know has one like almost every day. So it just can be kind of a lot, but you know, one of the things we talk about here on the podcast a ton is friendship and being a really good friend and investing in our people and creating the kind of like creating lifelong friendships and how to do that. And I think that birthdays are like this secret sauce nobody's using. Like it's like this backdoor yeah. to the best place ever in friendship that like no one has found the key to. But it's really an easy, it's a, sh- it's a shortcut is really what it is. I feel like I was going to find the me- metaphor there somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's a shortcut um, in the fact that we all feel so tender and so vulnerable on our birthdays. We want to be celebrated. And for someone, even a new friend to remember our birthday and do something special for us to celebrate us, like that takes your friendship four steps deeper. And so I feel like if we want to be better friends and have, if we want to have better friendships, we need to be better friends. And a really easy shortcut to doing that is to being good at birthdays and you are really good at them. So like, first of all, how do you remember people's birthdays? I copied this from you. So I I want you to say it. Yeah. So essentially what I do is I have, I mean, I have a, I have a physical planner. Steph and I both have physical planners. I know like you could totally do this on like your Google calendar or whatever, but it, for me, I, I'm like way more productive if I can feel myself scratch something off of a list. Yes. <laughs> so kind of a list person. But anyways, I, so I basically schedule birthdays about a month to six weeks in advance in my planner for people that I need to buy presents for. 
So for people's birthdays that I just say happy birthday or send them like a Venmo for $5 to buy them coffee, like I don't... Which is a great trick, by the way. We've done that for like Michelle, like we'll send her like 20 bucks and say, hey, go buy yourself like lunch today or go Or if someone's having like a hard day or if someone just got a promotion or whatever it is, like I love doing that kind of stuff. Like $5 is not... Well, sorry, at the the stage I'm in, $5 is not going to like make me lose sleep. But also like, I can't give everyone like a $50 birthday gift. Like that's, right. so there's like few people who are like, <laughs> are those people. And so for like, yeah, for, so for people I'll, I'll usually plan if I know I'm going to need to get something off of like Etsy or like a site that's going to take time, I'll plan it like six weeks in, in advance. If it's more something that I'm like, I know I can buy it off of like Amazon. I'll do it like a month in advance. And essentially, yeah, I just schedule people's birthdays. And then on the day of, I also write their birthday. And, you know, if it's somebody, something that I do, and I'll actually talk about this like a little bit later too, but yeah, something that like I do is like, if I know somebody's birthday is not going to get planned, I like to be the person that texts them. So, you know, like I'll put someone's birthday on my calendar, like six weeks in advance or four weeks in advance and just say, text them about their birthday party. And so I'll text, you know, whoever, Joe Schmo, and say, hey, has anyone planned your birthday? Like, do you need help planning your birthday? Or like, what are we doing for your birthday? And I think it just, it helps people be like, wow, like you're thinking about my birthday. Like I haven't even thought about my birthday, but thank you for like making me feel special. Cause like, you know what I mean? Like if someone texts you like a month before your birthday and it's like, Hey, what are we doing for your birthday? It makes you feel really special. And so, and so at least for me, that's like a really big gift that I like to give to people that I love. And that's not even like the result of that probably isn't like a customized like Etsy shower or something like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no. where can I make dinner reservations? How and many like, people do you want to come to? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, no, it's not like grandiose. It's just like, can I help in any way with like making this day special for you? Kels, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And I am thinking of two friends who texted me the twice leading up to my birthday. And I d- didn't have an answer either time until Carl like sent them what we were doing. Um, cause he did plan my birthday this year. Um, that does not happen every year, but they were like, what are we doing for your 30th stuff? Like, what are we doing? And like, what are we doing? And like looking in advance, I mean, that was an enormous gift. And I, I that hasn't even crossed my mind to do that for somebody. I love that you said that. And the thing about getting, um, getting gifts, like I really learned that from you looking in advance and really online shopping has become my like go-to when it comes to spoiling people. I don't know if we've talked about this on the show before, but one of the things that Carl and I learned to do in premarital counseling was to have a line in our budget for like gift giving. Like it's like our like love fund basically. And what it allows us to do is to just be really generous with the people we love without feeling like, okay, well now we can't buy groceries. Um, And so I always know like how much is in that fund. And so it's never it's, it's always set aside. So I get to be really free with who I, or with like how I like love people. And so one thing that I've started doing, which this really, I need to find something that's like maybe a little bit cheaper, but I love how easy this is, um, is sending flowers. And I always get them from the same place and like, it's definitely not cheap. So I need to find like kind of more of an economical way. I sort of spend our love budget like pretty quickly, Um, but I love sending flowers and it takes me five minutes. I get to write a card online, which is great because I have terrible handwriting. And, um, 
And like getting, are you laughing? Cause I do have terrible handwriting. It's just so uncharacteristic of you to have bad, bad handwriting. I can't even, it's for whatever reason, it will always be so uncharacteristic for me of you. Like, yeah, it, like <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just so you to have good handwriting. No. Yeah. It's horrible. Anyways, um, <laughs> but like, so I, I love that I get to like type something and that flowers are such a, like such a fun surprise. And there's something that we wouldn't buy for ourselves. And they're just like this really fun physical way of saying, I love you. But I learned that from you to like, look a couple days in advance. They can usually send them pretty quickly. You don't have to write the card if you have horrible handwriting and it just makes people's day. And, and having that money set aside has been really helpful for us. I know. Do you have any like gift go-tos? Gosh, I, I totally don't. I, I think what I, I think maybe what would be more helpful for me to explain is what I do is I basically think of like the top three things I know that that person loves. So I'll think of like, so like for Steph, I would be like, she loves house stuff. She loves makeup from me specifically. Yeah. Uh, Not necessarily from other people, but from me specifically. And like you, you like jewelry too. Like, um, I, I mean, I could probably think of like a thousand other things, but it really dials in like, okay, I'm either going to do one of those three things. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll think of like what recently, like maybe for Christmas, I gave you like a candle and like a necklace. And so I'm like, okay, so I don't want to do those things. So I'm going to stick to like, maybe, um, you know, just something else for her house. Like I heard you say one time that you like wished you had something pretty for your table. And so like, I try and recall conversations or like, if I ever hear, and these are more like, this sounds really overwhelming, but I'm talking like, there are like, like tops 10 people I do this with in the sense of like, that I'm this like attuned to hearing what they're talking about. But it's like, if like, if you're one time, like, oh my gosh, like, I really wish I had a pair of Birkenstocks. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I'll like put that, like, I have like a note in my phone for birthday ideas for people or, or gift ideas for people. And so I, that sounds like a lot of work, but I'm not, yeah, I'm just not talking about like that many people. Like, it's not like every person in my life. And then when it comes to like, yeah, to like maybe more of like the outskirt people that are not necessarily like maybe my best friend, but I also would like to get a gift for, I just think of the things that they like typically really like to do or have in their house or what they like to wear or things like that. So it's more of, I guess it's like a little bit different than just like go-to gifts, but. I'm so glad you said the thing about the note in the phone. I'm positive I stole that from you too. Because really yeah. I'm a bad gift giver and I get so stressed out by people's birthdays and I get so stressed out right before Christmas. And so a couple of years ago, I started doing that. I have like a list um, in my like, whatever list app on my iPhone and it's gift ideas. And so I was, Carl and I were at Target the other day and he said something that he really wants. And I like walked away and wrote it down really quickly. And I know exactly, like I have some, Carl is really hard to buy for and he's a really good gift giver too. I have some like knock it out of the park ideas in store for him because every time he mentions something, I just like, I write it down and it saves me so much stress by just doing it in the moment than trying to remember it later. I like to think of it as like Halloween costumes. Like you always think in July of the best Halloween costume and then come like, you know, September like 30th, you're like, I have one month (laughs) to like get this together and you can't remember anything. So you're like a ketchup bottle. You're like, why am I a ketchup bottle this year? This is so stupid. And it's because in July you didn't write it down. So just write it down. (laughs) 
I'm dying. Kelsey, one, that is the most true thing that you've said. Um, the second thing, the, the other place where I do that like crazy is karaoke songs. I, oh, one, I, karaoke really stresses me out. I want to be good at it. I just, it's just, I just can't bring all that I have in me to the stage in front of people. I just can't, I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll get over it someday, but, um, I'm laughing because you and I have done karaoke together so many times, but there are songs that I'll be like, this is a great karaoke song. Like everyone knows it. I think I can sing it. I, you know, I need to, I need to have a note and I never write it down. And then I get to the karaoke bar or whatever, and then end up singing like Shania Twain for the 30th time because I can't think of anything else. (laughs) Um, our karaoke song is by Celine Dion. Yes. Is it, it's all coming back to me now. It is. It is. You, me, and Michelle have sang that song more times than I can oh, think of, and that song is. <laughs> Although eight I will long. say, I think we need to change it because it's like seven minutes. Long. I, don't think, I literally just. I don't yes. know why we've chosen that because everyone's over it by like verse three. Yeah, except for Maybe us. Too. Except for us, because all of the drama in our little hearts comes out in this like interpretive <laughs> dance. Everyone's like, "Why yeah. are there no photos of this?" There are. We'll look for some. Kels, I'm so glad that we've gotten to talk about this. Um, you know that it's so in my heart to be the kind of person who celebrates on any random day, but especially birthdays. And yeah. um, I want to be the kind of person who celebrates my life as it passes. And I want to be the kind of person who celebrates my people's life as it passes. And for a lot of reasons, because of comparison and pressure and, you know, timelines we've dreamed up on our own. And, and just because it's kind of a big day with like a lot of expectations, it can be really hard, but I don't know. I just, I'm excited about this conversation. I'm glad that we got to have it because my hope is that we can really celebrate the passing of time in our life and celebrate all that's ahead. And the fact that we get to be here on this earth and continue doing amazing things and just that that birthdays can get better for us. And even if we have some hard ones coming up, because every once in a while that happens, um, that we can use those moments as catalysts, like you said, for something even better in our lives. So all that to say, thank you so much for being on the show. I love, love, love getting to introduce everybody to you. And um, we'll have all the links for everything we talked about in the show notes. But Kels, thank you so much for being here. I loved being here. Thank you. You guys, isn't Kelsey amazing? She is so great. And I am so glad I could share my best friend with you. Hey, don't forget that if you ever want to find any links for anything we talk about in our Girls' Night episodes, you can always find those over in our show notes. Just head over to stephaniemaywilson.com slash blog, and you'll find links for everything, including links for Kelsey so you can follow along with her and so y'all can be friends. Guys, that's it for today's episode, but we have so much good stuff ahead. And with that in mind, now is the perfect time to make sure you're subscribed. Subscribing to the podcast is the best way to make sure you never miss an episode. It won't send you an email or anything like that. It just makes sure that your phone downloads the latest episode when a new one's released. And I did want to take a quick second to ask y'all a favor. If you enjoyed this episode, or if you've been a Girls' Night fan for a while now, would you take just two quick seconds to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes? Those reviews help our podcast out so much, and it really would mean the world to me. So if you'd take two quick seconds to do that, I'd be so grateful. Friends, thank you so much for joining me for Girls' Night, and I'll see you next week.